Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm Marielle, and today we will be talking about church and ministry branding with Christine Beauvais, our digital product specialist here at Start Church. Christine, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Marielle, for having me. This is so, so much fun. I get to be on the other end. I used to host, so this is so great fun. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you and I know we're going to have a great conversation today. Yes, same. I'm very excited. Wonderful. So um, to get started, let's just talk a little bit about exactly what branding is. Can you give us a rundown in kind of basic terms for pastors and leaders who may not have a grid for branding? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to start this off by just saying this can be a very intimidating conversation. So pastors and ministry leaders out there, really, we want this podcast to be encouraging to you, not just like another thing that's a pressure that you have to worry about or anything, because our heart and our goal is to equip you guys. So I wouldn't let this conversation be intimidating, but I would encourage it uh, to just ask the Holy Spirit and ask God how he can help inspire this, because this really is really helpful content. And Marielle, to answer your question, branding, if I can give like some sort of definition to it, branding is the overall identity that communicates a unified mes- message of vision and purpose of a person, business, or organization. So branding isn't just for businesses. It's also very helpful as a tool for churches and ministries to have a brand to communicate the God-given message and vision and purpose of what your ministry and church is. So like I said, it's really a common misconception that branding is only for business because God can use anything and everything he wants for his glory and for his kingdom. And so while the church doesn't necessarily have a product per se that it's trying to sell, really churches rely on branding to communicate vision, mission, ministry identity, and really the whole core of it all is, of course, Jesus Christ and everlasting life in him. So kind of just to bring it all home or to give more of a tagline for you guys, branding makes your mission and vision tangible. It's what really brings your church or your ministry to life is having that branding, that aesthetic. So branding includes like church, uh, your branding includes ministry or church's logo, the name itself, the slogan. It also includes printed materials and social media, your online presence, like a website, t-shirts, car stickers, educational mate- uh, materials, event names. I mean, like really your brand, once you have it established, goes everywhere and it becomes part of the identity of your ministry and your church. And so creating a brand for your church or your ministry is going to help people in your congregation 
and the community to identify and relate to your church. So that's kind of my, my spiel on branding. Christine, thank you so much for sharing. That's such valuable information. And even when I think about where, where we see branding in our everyday lives, we're, we're used to seeing this with businesses. Like for example, with Apple, we're all probably familiar with the iconic logo of just the apple with the bite taken out of it. It doesn't even have to have any words, but we can relate the logo to the brand because of how um, powerful the image is. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. with McDonald's, two golden arches. It doesn't even have to have the title McDonald's and we can recognize that. And um, while these are all examples of certain businesses, and I'm sure, you know, our listeners, even as we're talking about this, can think of other examples of just a powerful logo or a different type of branding that they automatically associate with a business or a brand. How um, does this relate particularly to churches? I mean, why should the church be so concerned with branding as well. Yeah, I'm really glad uh, we're talking about this just because like I initially led, this topic can be really intimidating, especially for uh, people who feel like they may not necessarily be creative naturally or anything like that. But branding is such a core importance uh, for getting your message out there or getting your church or your ministry out there to the community. So really the importance of branding, kind of just to hone in what what I was referring to before, is it communicates the ministry, the heart, and the mission of the organization, which is really, really important because let's be honest, we're in a culture that bases everything off of first impressions. So your ministry or your church's brand is the first impression. So when someone views your church's logo or your ministry's logo, that's their first impression of who you are as a ministry or as an organization as a whole. So your church branding or your ministry branding will bring God's mission and vision in a practical way to your church and community to life. It'll bring all that to life. So to kind of go into this a little bit more, you will use this branding and why it's so important is because it's going to communicate identity and your values, which is very, very core and very essential. So talking about identity, so churches and ministries are about as diverse as God's creation. I mean, let's be for real. Let's be really honest about this. So there's so many different organizations. There's even many different churches and no church is like the other one. You may have a simil- you may have the same denomination, you might have the same style of worship or you might have very similar communities, but at its core at its core it's going to have a very different DNA. It's going to have a different leader. It's going to be its own if you'll un- allow the analogy, it's going to be its own person in the community. And so I think that it's a very beautiful thing that God has allowed the church to reflect this about, uh, honestly, like people, is that there there gets to be different personalities. There gets to be different identities and styles of worship and styles of just connecting with God. And I think that needs to be reflected in how a church or a ministry presents itself. 
So just as we show our individuality as a creation of God through how we speak, the clothes we wear, the projects we're involved in, our hobbies, our careers, I mean, so on and so forth, the church too can also have its own identity and communicate its own personality. So that's really what the identity portion is, and you'll want your brand to reflect your church or your ministry's identity. And to talk about values, and so, and just like we have values as a human being, values that we hold near and dear to our own hearts, that's our worldview, it's how we make decisions. The church, uh, the capital C church, also has values that they want to live out and effectively communicate with other people. So just as an example, Marielle, do you have a couple of values that you can think of think of off the top of your head that you like, this is definitely a core value for me? Sure. Um, I, yeah, a couple come to mind, actually. Um, for example, um, family is incredibly important to me. So something that mm-hmm. I even grew up with is just the, the value that family is comes first and that family is always there for one another. And so that's yeah. something that's been instilled in me. And then um, another example would be encouragement. I believe that um, if I live with the perspective that people around me need encouragement and that there, there's always something good that you can pull out of someone, you can always find some gold within somebody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's just like absolutely. a core value I live from because it, it and it shapes the way that I, I view the world. It shapes the way that I interact with the people around me. Um, yeah, so those are two examples. What Do you have two examples too, Christine? Yeah, well, mine's a unique one. One of my values, I mean, I definitely agree with family that my family, we're part Italian. So we are definitely very family oriented. But I would also even say for me as a creative, beauty is a value of mine. And not just in like the shallow sense, but just how God created things from nature to um, clothing to even other people and just finding beauty in other people as masterpieces of God's creation. So I would say that's a value of mine personally, along with family. And honestly, Marielle, you really hit the nail on the head. So that was really my goal. So um, from our examples, those of you who are listening, you can get an idea. And even those who are listening, you can think of your own values. But in the same way that you're able to come up with your own values is the way your church or your ministry has values as well. So as all believers, we all have a core value of like loving God, loving others. Like we've got those set in the core. So that's kind of very consistent for churches across the board and ministries across the board. But then there are some of the values that just make you unique. And I like to think of these as the pieces God has instilled in our hearts that he wants us to focus on while we are here on earth. And typically he'll instill those in the leadership and the founders that uh, create these ministries and organizations. And then he'll bring teams and people to come alongside that have similar values or ones that really can stand behind those values. And so I say all that to hone in on the point that 
churches and ministries also have values, and they are going to be unique to each community based on the calling God has for each of those and how he wants them to serve, where he has placed them, and to have the most uh, kingdom impact in the long term. And with branding, you really want to communicate what those values are. And so some churches, for a further example, have the value of reaching the lost or they have values of, re of discipleship. That's more there. They care about reaching the lost, but really they want to build up the faith. They want to encourage and spur them on in that way. We've got other churches and ministries that value creating and equipping leaders, or we've got communities that place a value on prophecy and encouragement. And we've got people that uh, have a value for investing in the local community and raising up godly families. I mean, really, the list goes on. I mean, that's the beauty of having such a creator uh, for God is uh, having him be such a creator for us is that we get to reflect that. And so does his church, capital C Church, and then the micro churches that we get to build and be a part of. And so really just to kind of land the plane is you want your church brand and your ministry brand to reflect the heart and mission of your church, which ties in identity and value. I love that, Christine. And I, I love how you were talking about how every church or ministry is a basically a different, unique expression of the heart of God. And, yes. And oh, you so, said it way more poetically than I did. I love that. <laughs> Um, but it is, it is just an opportunity once again, with branding to really show, um, just the uniqueness of God, the beauty of God, the creativity of God. And so, um, it's just an incredible thing. And I hope that this will be some valuable information to our listeners. So Christine, now that we've kind of laid a foundation for, you know, what branding is, the goal of branding, can you walk yeah. us through some of uh, the first steps that someone should take when they're deciding to create their church or ministry brand? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we were pretty flowery and talking about why uh, branding and all that is so core and fundamental. Now we're going to get into the practical portions for you all who are listening. So there are six practical steps that I can go ahead and give to you all and just starting from the top and then I will go way more in depth um, as we go along. So step one, come up with your church and ministry name. Step two, create your mission and your vision. Sometimes you can throw in your purpose statement in there. Step three, create your logo. Step four, create your slogan. Step five, establish your trademark. And step six, establish your social media and online presence. And so let's go ahead and break those down, starting with the church name. I won't hound on this for too long, but you'll definitely want to come up with a name, just like each and every single person we come into contact with has a name. Your church and your ministry will definitely want to have a name. So some tips to just to present to you guys as you are thinking about the name for your ministry is make it easy to remember. Uh, you also, uh, we wanna encourage you to use shorter names if possible. It just makes it easier to remember. Same thing for leaving out complicated words, unless I would say the exception is if that word has some very core relevance to why 
Uh, the ministry or church is named that way, but as best as you possibly can, leave out complicated words. Uh, I would also encourage you to stay away from trendy words, uh, just because you want your name to have longevity and you want it to stand the tests of time. So anything that you find that's trending or things like that, you may want to just consider, not say you can't use it, but maybe see if there's something else that's a better fit before resulting to using a trending word. And then choose words that will stand the test of time, uh, just because you want that longevity in your name and you want it to grow with you and your community as your church and your ministry grows and matures to more of what God has for it. And so it can last for many years. And then I'll just say, pick something with meaning. Uh, I don't think I have to tell everybody this or uh, stay on this for too long, but an idea if you are struggling with trying to find a name for your ministry is pick something with meaning. So it could be a phrase from a scripture or a couple of words from a scripture or maybe something from a life event uh, you and God uh, had with each other or where God encountered you. Uh, so you can get creative from that perspective. And I'll just say something to consider while you are thinking of your name is don't have your name be too generic or where too many other ministries share the same or a similar name to you because then you will start to encounter some trademarking issues. And we'll tap on this a little bit later in this podcast, but uh, it will cause some issues uh, should you want to grow or have anything copyrighted or anything like that. So just something to take into consideration. And um, I just also encourage you, don't be afraid to be unique with your name. If you still decide to use a name used by another ministry, just make sure your logo and your brand likeness are not similar to the other organizations. Uh, again, that just treads into the trademark territory and that'll just cause some major issues for you down the road. Yeah, those are some great tips, Christine. And actually in our last podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, those who are listening right now, we had Amanda Highland and she's an incredible, just legal expert. And she gave us a lot of different tips on trademarks. Um, oh, awesome. Yes. yes. So um, if you haven't listened to that after you're done with this podcast, we encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast with Amanda Highland as well. But Christine, I'm wondering if, um, you know, someone's wondering if their name is already taken, is there a certain resource that they can go to yeah. to find out if their name is available? Yeah, great question. So there's a few ways to do it. From a legal standpoint, check the Secretary of State website and just do a business search because that's how even churches and ministries get incorporated is on that level first. So that's a really quick and easy way to see who else in your state is named that way. Another way is just to do a Google search with the name you're thinking about and see how many others show up in that search feed. And then I would say a third way of checking on that is uh, if you want to purchase a custom domain like GoDaddy or Google Domains or Namescheap or something like that, you can check and see if your name's available that way. So if you have this really great idea and you go to find and purchase the domain and discover that it's taken, that means more than likely someone else, uh, somewhere, someone else, somewhere else 
also thought of that idea. And then you can also try searching online and searching on their website and just kind of discovering who else has uh, that similar name or similar branding to you that you were considering. That's super helpful. So kind of moving on from here, Christine, what would be the, that what would you recommend the next step that churches and ministries should take uh, when developing their brand? Yeah. So continuing from before. So next up, I would say mission and vision. I won't camp out on this for too long like I did for the name. Mission and vision, though, uh, just to kind of help give you some quick definitions for how you can develop that. A vision is the all-encompassing idea or ideals that your ministry will carry out in your mission is how you will carry out your vision. So for example, your vision statement could be our vision is to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ in all nations. So it's nice and broad, but still specific enough that people get the idea of what you guys are about. And then the mission, uh, to continue our previous example, is our mission is to equip existing and new believers through teaching, training, and ev evangelism within the United States and the globe. So that, the idea behind a mission is it really supports the vision. So the mission is how you're going to make your vision happen. And it can still be broad, like Teaching is broad, training is broad, and evangelism is pretty broad. It, that can encompass a lot of things, but you're zeroing in on more of what your ministry is choosing to focus on, and that's going to help you clearly communicate your brand with people who come in contact with you guys. And then next up, I'm going to just walk through this a little bit is next up or the third step is to create your logo, which is a ton of fun. And again, this process can be a little intimidating. However, there are people that you can hire out to help develop your logo. There are online platforms that will allow you to create your own logo. And there are services that uh, you guys can check out that will help create the logo for you. But for this podcast, for those who are interested in moving forward in this step, is there's, um, I would start off, me personally, just offering advice, I would start off with what is called a mood board. A mood board is really just a compilation of images, logos, fonts, really anything and everything that you come into contact with that is inspiring, that you think embodies the idea that you have for your church or ministry. So for example, if I'm creating a church called New Light and I'm starting to create a mood board for that, I'm gonna try to find images that I think speak to what New Life Church or New Light Church would be. So I could find images of like kind of yellow tones or something bright, a lot more sunshine, I'm thinking. I'm also thinking because that is based off of the scripture in Matthew of being a city on a hill. So I'm going to look for images that reflect that since it's based off of scripture. I'm going to look for community-based images. I'm also going to think through fonts like, okay, do I want something a little cleaner, more modern looking, or do I want something a little bit more organic? Uh, looking. So in this, uh, creating a mood board, it's never required. It just, I think it personally helps zero in on kind of what you want your look and feel to be 
while creating your logo and it'll help give you a sense of direction. And typically if you work with a specialist, they're gonna help do this process for you or they're gonna ask you questions and they'll create a mood board for you. Um, some places, like I use Pinterest is a really good resource for creating a mood board. Others will do physically. Like they'll just take pictures on their phone as they come across things and just save it. Um, and then the next question I would say, once you've gathered all of your creative pieces as you've been exploring and just thinking about this and collecting all those things is pick what kind of a logo you want. So I'll say there's three different kinds of logos. There's just a text logo, and you can picture that. That's like the Coca-Cola logo, where it's just script and it's just its name, uh, but they've got a whole brand around that. Just an icon, we mentioned Apple earlier with the apple with a bite out of it, very iconic. It's just an icon, but people know that that is Apple's logo. And then a logo that's a hybrid of both is like Delta Airlines, where it's got the kind of a up arrow with the text next to it, or even Southwest Airlines, where it's got the heart with the text right next to it. So I've also found a lot of churches and ministries prefer the hybrid versus just one or the other, but it honestly, it's up to you. You get to pick what your preference is, what you think is gonna best communicate the mission and vision of your ministry and church. And then next up, you get to pick your colors. And honestly, that will come as you are building your mood board. You'll start to see a pattern of um, the colors that you're picking over and over again, or you'll start to see that you like a particular color or a particular couple of colors more than others. And I also wouldn't be afraid of color psychology with all of that, because uh, colors definitely evoke different emotions or it makes us think of different things. Like red is a very powerful color and it means a lot of different things in color psychology. Uh, red, it uh, raises heart rate. It also symbolizes um, intensity and uh, it also tends to make people go hungry. So with Coca-Cola, with it being a red color, definitely supports their mission and identity for their brand. And then just to give a couple of tips on where you can help start generating color palettes and just exploring different color options, coolers, C-O-O-L-O-R-S dot C-O, and Pantone colors are really great resources to help generate those color palettes. Those are some great tips, Christine. And when I, yeah, I was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of talking. <laughs> well, it was all super helpful. And when I even just think, you know, about what colors might work for ministries and churches, I think of, you know, like the color blue reminds me of mm -hmm. like a river, like the river of life flowing, you know, from the Lord, or like you're yeah. talking about new light with the color yellow. There are so many ways you can get creative with this. And you may be listening to this podcast thinking, well, I'm not a really creative type of person. And um, we just want to encourage you that there might even be somebody on your staff, an intern, a volunteer who is creative and who would love to take on this sort yes. of task. 
And even yeah. as we're talking, you know, I'm thinking there somebody may be listening and thinking that their logo doesn't really represent their church now that they've learned some new information and you can always rebrand and just mm-hmm. create a new logo that really matches your mission and your vision, the heart of what God um, has given you with your vision. So there, it's never too late to <laughs> take these tips yeah. and bring them into practice. And yeah. um so Christine, what is, um, I know that the next step that you mentioned was creating your slogan. So can you give us some more mm-hmm. tips on how to do this well? Yeah. So slogan, you're going to base that off of your mission and vision because it's going to be a support to that. So, uh, definition would be like a slogan is a catchphrase of your church and ministry. This could be a sentence or a series of words. So a couple of examples would be teach, equip, and send, or like my new light church. My, our slogan could be shining our light before men kind of thing. Or another example could be building the kingdom through love. So they're not really complete sentences, but they are powerful statements or powerful words that quickly communicate what you guys are about. So you want your slogan to uh, capture the heart and mission of your ministry, and it should be memorable. So something that when people read it, they clearly know the purpose of what your church or ministry is about. That's great. And I also noticed that they're not only memorable, but the examples you gave are short. (laughs) And yes. I even know that, you know, maybe somebody is new, they're a visitor and they're in in your community and they're trying to find you on the internet, having a short name or a short memorable logo. If they see your information on a, you know, flyer somewhere, it'll make it so much easier for them to remember it so that they can find you. And so so true. Yeah. So Christine, talking about, you know, logos and slogans, another important aspect of creating branding is trademarks. So um, can you share just some insight on establishing a trademark and maybe even if you have an example of a situation where this topic really came into play? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So yeah, this is the fifth step. uh, And I, I'm purposely putting it as a step because I think it's very important to do this earlier than later. Uh, The biggest example I can think of is back in 2011, uh, Mars Hill Church set out to launch new campuses and they were already established in Seattle, Washington, and they felt the call of God leading them to start an additional campus, but across state lines into California. And then after careful research, they did discover that another church named Mars Hill Church already existed in Sacramento, California. And not, uh, yeah, and not only was it the same name, but they also had similar logos. So Mars Hill Church of Seattle entered into a name dispute with Mars Hill of Sacramento. And so it wasn't until a full year later in 2012 that the Seattle church registered their name and logo with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. I'm just thinking, had Mars Hill Church of Seattle registered their name initially when they were establishing their ministry, they would have had a better chance of avoiding the legal difficulties that they eventually encountered. 
And it's also just never a fun thing to enter into any sort of legal disputes with other brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> it's always just never a fun thing to engage in that kind of sort of thing. So it's important to protect yourselves, and it also just helps support other ministries that when you claim something or get something trademarked, you're protecting your ministry, but you're also helping other ministries know, like, they can get creative and do their own thing and not take on the identity of another church or copy it and have something be very similar. So where you can get a trademark is lawyers. There are some lawyers who specialize in this kind of legal work and are really helpful in protecting your ministry, brand, and intellectual property, such as sermons or if your church writes any songs and things like that. Another way to obtain a trademark is just submit an application and you can apply directly with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, and we'll talk and we definitely talk more about this topic of trademarks and copyrights and things like that. We have a blog, but then we also have an ebook solely about branding and there's a full extensive section all about trademarks as well. And we definitely recommend that church branding ebook to those of you who are super interested in this topic, know that you need branding for your church and you're looking for an all-inclusive guide. We will give you some more information about how you can obtain that at the end of this podcast. So Christine, just moving on to the sixth and yes. final step, can you share some about establishing your social media and online presence? Yes, absolutely. I, I, to all of you listening, this is very important to kind of tie the ribbon or tie the bow on your whole branding journey. You definitely have to have an online presence. We've done many podcasts on this in the past, so I won't sit too long on this. Just know it's very important to have, and there are many strategies to have an online presence. The two biggest ways or two biggest strategies is to have an online website and to be active on social media. So just to kind of hone in on this, those who have never walked through the doors of any church can get a glimpse of the gospel through accessing your church's website or even exploring your social media. So by exploring your church and the community from afar, meaning online, they can then decide to visit your physical location, you know, when we finally open physical locations again. And the wide world of social media can now be considered another pulpit for churches to share the gospel and in turn transform lives, which is really why we're here on earth is to love God, love others and help transform lives. And so with millions of active users online every single day, the potential for impact is unlike any other time in history, which is why I'm really honing in on this. So when you develop your brand, definitely get on social media and create your online website. And then when churches learn to use these platforms effectively, you guys will increase your reach and it'll go to a whole new level. So some of the really popular platforms other than having your own website is gonna be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So if having all of those at one time seems really intimidating, don't worry, I would encourage you to go for Facebook first and YouTube 
because YouTube, you can do live streaming and have your videos. Same for Facebook. Those are the top two, and then you can grow from there. Marielle, I want to ask for your input on this section because you are also a social media guru. So talking through what are like one or two tips that you would pass to our listeners on how they should even construct or what tips would you have for them about social media? Yeah, that's a great question, Christine. And even just first going off of what you're saying, we're living in a really unprecedented time where right now we can literally film a short video on our iPhone, upload it to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whichever platform we would want to use. And it could reach multiple nations around the world in, you know, just a matter of moments. And so just the potential to be able to truly reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ is absolutely amazing. And so, you know, for those of you who are listening and who may be overwhelmed by the idea of trying to manage social media, it is really worth the time and the effort to, um, to, to do it and to not be afraid of it. And maybe even pull on some people within your community that, um, I have a passion for it because, um, the, the reach, like Christine was saying that you can have is absolutely amazing. And so I would first encourage you just to get started. And then I would say just to begin to engage, um, don't be afraid to connect with people all around the world, especially on Instagram. You can just go online and you can look up other ministries and get connected with people all around the world. Find out, you know, send them messages, find out how you can partner with them and engage with people, comment on um, just the people that come across your path and just put yourself out there because it's really a special time. And I, I believe that if we give it to God, then he will definitely use it. Yeah. So those are just some of my thoughts on, on using social media in this time. And um, it's, it's been amazing to see even during the pandemic, how so many churches and ministries that did not have an online presence have taken the leap of faith and they've started to um, increase their reach on social media and it's had a huge impact. And so um, we just tell you to be brave and you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And just some uh, applications, apps for your phone and stuff. I will just give a shout out uh, just to try to help get you guys going and you guys find out which tools work best for you. But for creating content, Word Swag is really helpful. Canva is really helpful. Version Bible Lens is really great. They take a picture and match it with scripture, which is amazing. I love that one. Lightroom is from Adobe and it's free to use. And that's uh, just to edit some regular pictures. Uh, Unfold helps with Instagram stories or Facebook stories. And then Unum, U-N-U-M, is a photo and video editor that you can have on your phone. And those are very helpful. And then for managing your social media, Hootsuite is really helpful. Buffer is also helpful. Planoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y, that one's an Instagram planner and scheduler, and that one's very helpful to have as well. Facebook Pages Manager is really a really good tool, and an app called Later, just L-A-T-E-R, 
is really helpful. So just a few of those just for you guys just to get started and see what tools are most beneficial to you all. So Christine, thank you so much for sharing these six amazing tips on church and ministry branding. So we mentioned multiple different services and products during this podcast. Can you give us a little information on how we can find those products and a little bit more about them? Yeah, so uh, there's two I can really think of. So we have a service called Start Sites Creative in that we use our own platform, Start Sites, and we help create your website for you. So it's me and I, we have a team of Start Sites Creative Specialists that are trained specifically for church and ministry branding. Uh, so it's churches, ministries, we've even done um, like nonprofits and uh, like a for-profit, we've done a couple of those. So Start Sites Creative, with that service, you get kind of think of it like a coach that helps uh, create the website for you, guides you on how to create your church brand. I mean, a lot of the content I was talking about comes from our church branding ebook, which is our second helpful resource. Uh, we created that because we just kept encountering a lot of pastors and ministry leaders just have a lot of questions about branding. And so we created this resource to help equip you guys in establishing your own brand. And even though it says church branding ebook, it really applies to ministries and it's really just the basic branding principles. So really anybody can use it and in it that ebook acts as a practical guide for developing your church or your ministry's brand. And so you can learn in-depth information on crafting a memorable logo, picking effective names, how to register your trademark, as we alluded to earlier. And honestly, we go through so, so much more. And so if you guys want to learn more about both of those resources, you can head on over to startchurch.com. Again, uh, startchurch, S-T-A-R-T-C-H-U-R-C-H.com. And you can definitely learn more about both of those services and um, how they can be beneficial to you guys. Christine, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so, so much for having me. This was great fun. And I loved talking about branding and just getting to be a part of all of this. So thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.